Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best internet minds in the business. Now, here are your hosts, internet brand strategist Sandra Beck. guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and this is Coach Talk Radio and we are visiting today with Reese Thomas. Now, last week we had a show with Reese and we talked about his five life purpose profiles and how this can affect us as business people, as managers, as salespeople. And if you want to get the best out of your people, helping them to get what they want while doing what they makes them happy, guess what? Also makes you happy. You know, I go back to my years, many years ago, I worked for JW Marriott, and he was a big proponent of if you take care of your employees, they will take care of your business. They'll take care of your customers. Because quite frankly, when we're happy, we love what we're doing. And we're, we're getting our ourselves fulfilled in our, our careers. It's really easy to be generous and loving and supportive and wonderful to our support staff to the people who help make our jobs possible. It's really easy for us to handle difficult clients or difficult managers or go up the blue wave, you know, all the way to the top, you can find some really difficult people. So today we're talking about this purpose-centered business, and we're going to talk about how to use these five life purpose profiles to create the successful business of your dreams, but also to give people what they really want, to get what you really want, and have some fun doing it along the way. It really does ease. It's like, you know, there's business manager manner, I'm sorry, business manners. Business manners ease social conversations. They ease social business transactions. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about these five life purpose profiles and how they can help us deliver products that'll make your clients happy, making them raving fans for life, and then also how to tailor service, how to see these life profiles in your clients so you can you know, shift and change uh, so that you can get the best out of them, get the best for them, and ultimately we create you know, a win-win-win for everybody so that we're happy and everybody's happy. And I know it sounds like happy, happy, happy all over the place, but I will say the book that Reese Thomas wrote, The Five Life Purpose Profiles, has really helped me simplify a lot of the personality typing that's out there, the profiling that's out there. I kind of dump people right or wrong into one of these five boxes and then I try to think about them in that way and help give them what they want, not in a like a creepy kind of way, but in a way that help serve the greater good for all of us, not just me, not just them. Uh, so, Reese, I hope I'm employing some of these techniques properly. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Yes, totally. <laughs> uh, I'm glad, glad to be here. Now, for those uh, who are just joining today's show and haven't heard uh, you last week, and for those of you that want to look up these other shows, you can find them on uh, Coach Talk Radio. You can find them on Toginet Radio and look for Coach Talk Radio. You can also go on iTunes and Google uh, Play and find uh, Coach Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, and you'll you'll be able to hear these other episodes. Uh, Reese, you have a great background. I'd like you to share your background with everybody quickly. So. Uh, we can get on to your material and people will know who you are, why they should care, and, you know, should they believe you? 
Well, my my background uh, started as uh, started as, as a competitive athlete and uh, and and tennis professional, and I was uh, and uh, also also had a sort of a side that I really enjoyed, kind of spirituality, quantum mechanics, things like that. I studied all that stuff on the side. Didn't really tell anybody about that kind of stuff, uh, but uh, but I was you know like to be successful and driven in in uh, in all the things that I that I did. And, uh, and I ran, I, I, at, uh, at 23 years old, I was running a, uh, a tennis facility where I had, uh, I had 15 people, 15 tennis pros working for me. Uh, and, uh, and I sort of got thrown into, into how to run a business and, uh, and made all the mistakes that, of course, a 23 year old could make, uh, but probably, uh, the mistakes that anybody could make about how to hire, how to work with people. And I think our focus today is going to be on on what if you knew the, the the real needs or the real the real purpose and mission of the people that you're hiring, and uh, and understood that that very often they don't have the same needs or mission that you do even though their needs and mission are totally in your wheelhouse. So I had people that I would, I would hire uh, in my 20s uh, and my 30s uh, that, uh, that looked great on paper and they looked like, um, you know, they were sort of right, they were like me, they were go-getters, they were doing things, but, but they just didn't, you know, they just couldn't maintain a book of lessons. They couldn't maintain a, uh, you know, their, their people were, were always feeling like they didn't care. And, and then I'd hire somebody that I was thinking, oh, this person doesn't have that much talent. They aren't a great player. They aren't very, but they had the most loyal, fantastic, uh, uh, you know, uh, clients, and 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 uh, were able to were always overbooked and couldn't you know couldn't get couldn't get enough time. And uh, and I started you know and back then I was always like, well, what's you know the you know what 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 am I doing wrong here? And it wasn't until later when I realized that I was in the wrong job and I was trying to be the wrong person and I was trying to please the people and trying to and, and letting other people tell me my bosses at the at the I, I then uh, went into a country club where I had many people working for me again, but I was working for a number of people and trying to be what they wanted me to be uh, when they didn't really care who I was uh, or really didn't understand that who I was was not what they were asking me to do uh, became a, a real struggle and, and, it, and it led to me sort of doing the self-discovery, going and finding through energy medicine that there are these different, literally different types of people and, uh, and, what's, and what drove me to write my book, Discover Your Purpose and now, really, you know, working on this uh, on on my current book, the uh, you know how to apply it to your business, and recognizing that uh, that as an employer, uh, one of the biggest mistakes employers make is they try to hire themselves, and and they don't and, and try to hire other people that think like they do and work like they do and do. And, but you know, if, if uh, unless you want your to hire all the employees, which I did a lot of times, hire employees who ended up trying to undermine you and get your job. Uh, you don't want to hire yourself. You want to you want to hire people that have other sets of skills that support your skills. And knowing the difference is really important. Well, and Reese, I always had you know my own theory about hiring people, and it served me really well. And I want to share with it and share with other people. Whenever I hire somebody, it's because they can do something that I can't, that I don't like to do. 
that I don't want to do or that I'm terrible at. You know, there's a theory about, you know, paying top dollar for mediocre work. And for example, I am really, really awful at graphic design. I know what I want and I could draw it with crayons like a three-year-old, but it takes me forever, you know, to use these graphic design programs, even the easy monkey works ones. Um, I can't seem to translate that. Now I can do it, but it might take me four hours and four in four hours I can close, you know, five deals and make enough money, you know, to feed a small family, you know, for a month versus sitting there at the computer doing this graphic design and therefore getting, you know, paying top dollar, which is my earning potential for mediocre results, which is what comes out and usually has to be redone anyway. And then I got to pay for it on top of it. So there's an additional cost. So if I'm not good at it and I don't like doing it, I don't want to do it because there's things in our career that we are really good at. Um, but we don't necessarily want to do it. Like I'm a top-notch literary editor, but I don't really enjoy that. I can do it. I can do it really well, but I don't want to do it. So I choose to leverage it. And finally, the stuff that I can't do. So I've always used that kind of criteria um, to get things done. And I recognize that we only have so many hours in the day to make a living. Right. And so for you, uh, as, as probably a number of the people that are listening, if they follow you, you probably have a lot of charismatic leaders also listening. Charismatic leaders do tend to be incredibly good at a lot of things, uh, including not wanting to work, so, not, not wanting to have to do everything. Uh, and they're very good at that. That's why they're leaders. And, and so learning to delegate as a, you know, as a, as a charismatic leader and recognizing that, uh, that even though you are really good at, say, editing, are really good at at knowing how to how, you know what what you want the graphics to look like, or knowing um, you know the creative vision, or the you know whatever whatever it happens to be, or or, or even the, the the interpersonal you know connecting and motivating people and talking with them and and uh, you know being sort of the center of the staff. You can do all of those things, but but at some point you have to figure out what is your best. And in, in your business, uh, everybody needs to have a little bit of, of everything. Everybody has to care about others. Everybody has to have some level of organization. Some, everybody has to lead their, at least their department or whatever they're doing in some, in some way. They all have to have a compassion for their clients and for themselves and for others. And everybody needs a little bit of creativity. And those are the five kinds of, kinds of people. But one of those is going to be the one that you're here to, to really focus on. And if you're running a business, being able to to spend most of your time doing what you are, what you were born to do, what your natural abilities are, uh, is really important. So for you, like you said, the leadership that the other people in the business can't do, the selling, the, the you know, the, the the cutting deals, the the networking with other business owners, the you know, the building the bigger vision of uh, of the of the business. That's that's your act. That's your job. And, uh, and, and, and so very similarly, uh, you know, anybody that you hire, if you give them too many jobs that they can do, but aren't call, aren't, aren't really born to do, um, they're not going to be, their performance won't be as good. Uh, and, and, and you won't get, and you, and you'll be frustrated with, with the fact that they're, that they are struggling in areas, uh, you know, when, when, you know, your job is really to be able to figure out quickly, this person's going to be great in this area. And, uh, and so I want to really in, support them in that and take away these other areas that they're not going to be great at. So, 
Um, so for instance, you know, if you have someone who's just really friendly and nice, they are going to be awesome in customer service, but they're going to be a terrible salesman. And, uh, and, and so you, and being able to recognize the difference between an, a, an incredible salesman who's always friendly and nice, uh, but, uh, but for, and in the right way at the right times and, and someone who's just really friendly and gives and would literally in a sales deal, give away the farm. Uh, you now, have to now Reese, I got to cut you off here. We're going to yeah. go to commercial break. Uh, if you guys are wondering what Reese is talking about with these different life purpose profiles, you're going to want to get a copy of his book. It's wherever books are sold. It's on Amazon. It's on Google Play. There is an Audible book on Audible. Um, if you can want to look up his book, it's discoveryourpurposebook.com. You can find the book there and you can follow along as we go on through the show. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about tailoring our job descriptions to the right personality profile. Reese gave you a good taste of it. We're going to have more after the break. Information about book publishing is power, the power to change your authoring life, and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific, you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Riles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Hey 
guys and dolls. This is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio, and we're visiting today with Reese Thomas. Now, Reese Thomas wrote a book about these five life purpose profiles. They kind of divide people up into five different groups, and if you learn the pros and cons of each group, it can make things a lot easier. I know it has for me, which is why I bring Reese on the show. You can find his book at discoveryourpurposebook.com. You can also type in Reese Thomas, R-H-Y-S, and go on Amazon or Barnes & Nobles. It's anywhere books are sold. Um, and there is an audiobook, so you can listen to this stuff in your car, which is really cool. Now, Reese, you have a company with 30 or so people working for you right now. You've been in business a long time. I bet there's been times that you've hired what you thought was the right person for the job, only to find out you've got the wrong person for the job. And when we were going to commercial break, you were talking about hiring a great friendly person for a sales job versus a uh, customer service job, same kind of characteristics, two completely different outcomes as a company. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it is really important to be able to tell the difference uh, because when you're just looking at resumes, uh, you know, where people have worked and what they've done does not necessarily, it's not necessarily indicative of, of what their skill sets are because people are, especially driven people that want to succeed or want to make money, are willing to do whatever they're told to do and, 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 and stay with it or be successful at that, and that can show successfully on their on their uh, on their resume. But what you can't see is how happy they were doing that. And it really takes uh, understanding that there are really five kinds of people, and and there are creative people that really love to have something creative going on, and there are deep feeling people that love to have a deep connection with the other people in their really their their office mates, not just the clients, but the office mates. They have to have this deep connection. Uh, there are team players who just want to be in as, as big a group as they can be in. If, they, if you put them alone somewhere, they're not going to be happy. Uh, and then there are the achievers who will always be wanting to see their position always getting more uh, more expanded. And and they operate. They're great sort of overseers of lots of people. And they are your COOs. They organize and structure and and build. And they often run businesses very well themselves. Uh, and then you have the su- the super CEO leader uh, type and uh, and founders and who are sort of always you know the go getters in 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 the world and uh, and they make great salesmen uh, and and of course and leaders and they will always be looking for they they want to make more than the president you know they if they they want to they want to they're very competitive around around their in their business and so and so if you hire one each of those people you want to make sure that their job supports that deeper need that we just talked about the creative need the feeling need the the companionship need the the achievement need or the leadership need and if you can't if you can't get them to there uh they will not be very happy and or they will literally have to fake it and so uh so if you ask a team player uh, what like we talked about uh these warm uh you know sort of friendly people that you just just you really like them it's like hey this person will do anything i ask them to do hey and and they so they seem so good with customers right why wouldn't i want them selling and you, and so you give them a selling position and they go out and they sell but they can't close the deal in a way that is beneficial to the business because they can't make the distinction between who they're serving and 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 what the value is uh, to do both. So they have a very difficult time uh, sort of making that that you know the money and not giving away the farm in the, in the deal. Whereas the whereas the charismatic leader uh, will. Um, 
will naturally, uh, uh, you know, will naturally know how to be charming and nice and connecting with people. But be very clear that the bottom line is is that is that the that the that the, the business is in the business of making money, and uh, and there's a price that they there's a minimum price that they will take, and uh, they'll do whatever it takes to uh, you know to make sure that the person buying, if they're in their core, they make sure that the person buying knows that this is the best thing that they've ever done is buy your product. But they will not. Give away, give away the price in it. They will not. They won't give away themselves too inexpensively. So, uh, so it's really important to know the difference between two incredibly friendly-looking people that uh, that they will handle a situation very differently. On the other hand, the the charismatic leader, you put them in a, a like a team environment where everybody has to get along and sort of help each other out and do things like that, and they will not thrive in that environment because they will get they will get very competitive and controlling over materials or over over. Over, uh, over things, uh, over um, you know what they're doing, and they'll want to have the credit individually when they do really well. They won't want to credit the team as much as they will they will themselves uh, because that's how they're wired. They want to they want to stand out. They want to be special. And whereas the the other the other person, the team player, the, the very nice person, actually will will be the one that does most of the work and do most of the things. And they will say and they will always stand up and say it was the team effort. <laughs> so um, so certainly uh, you know there's there, there's a big you know. Broad Broad difference, uh, you know, between those two types of people and 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 how they operate. But knowing that as a as a as a leader, uh, those are your two. Those are two of the most common people that you want to hire. You want to hire people to pull people together. You want to hire people that hire people that are really good service people as well. Now, what about the the managers who are doing this? Like the people listening today, you mentioned earlier that you probably thought the majority of the people that were listening, and I, I tend to agree with you, are more charismatic leaders, which is why we're in, you know, maybe solopreneur, entrepreneur, you know, leadership positions within companies and organizations. Um, we all tend to be good at a lot of things. You know, you referenced that earlier. Um, I want you to help define for people because like up until this point when I read your book, uh, Reese, I thought there was something wrong with me. You know, the term scatterbrained, you know, would come up or inability to finish or, you know, all these negatives um, that I put on my own abilities. But it was really just because I hand my hand into everything. And, it, you know, like I think in my journalism training where I had a surface knowledge of lots of things, but nothing, you know, really in depth, the jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. That's not necessarily a bad thing. And I felt a lot of validation from your book with my ability to move between the different skill sets. And, you know, you honored that. So I'd like you to talk about that for a minute. Well, I mean, for the leaders, uh, of course, you tend to have you'll tend to have at least three of those of those qualities strongly. So you'll either be very emotional, uh, you know, you'll have some high creativity and or and, and artistic, a very art, often artistic or graphic design type of type of type of abilities, uh, you know, or you'll be really driven and focused and and and, uh, and have the structure down and and uh, and still, but but also on top of that, have uh, you know, can also be really friendly with people and like like you have you've got a really strong way with with people and, and a way to inspire them through also supporting them and and so having all of the other qualities and some you know charismatic leaders tend to have at least two or three of those um, it, when you're running a business 
uh, it, it's important that the charismatic leader not try to do everything themselves because they can, but to but to recognize that they can hi- that they can uh, uh, have empathy for and and understand those other qualities because they have them strongly within themselves. So a great leader actually is very good at at sort of feeling you know hiring the right people for the job because that's how they would have done it. They want to hire somebody that would do it that way in that in that uh, uh, you know in that softer way or use you know understanding which 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 part goes where um, and then they also uh, you know are able to uh, to support that person because they feel that person so your your ability to be really creative and your and your writing and everything doesn't mean you need to be the writer of your show doesn't mean to be the one that that, that does all of the the editing and, and all of that but when you hire a really good editor who will be much more in the creative idealist category or knowledgeable achiever category where they where that's what they love to do and that's what they're born to do um, you can actually relate to them and so the leader is someone who can relate to their entire staff rather than you know rather than the you know the leader that's either doing everything or demanding that everybody do things you know the way they personally would uh, you you know you have a much a much deeper understanding there of of your of your staff well and thank you for that because you know in years past like when I got my master's in business and I went to Northwestern grade school um, and I came out and I worked for CBS I worked for Disney I worked for Marriott you know some really big name companies along with Coldwell Banker those skills weren't always seen by upper management as a good thing they really wanted maybe in their own control issues really wanted to see me in one realm like the idea that I could create great advertising but I could also read a spreadsheet and analyze it and make some not only data corrections but then I could go in and show them where their software had a problem really didn't work for them I didn't fit in the nice neat little corporate Corporate box, which is one of the reasons that I left corporate America and formed, you know, my own company and my own enterprises. Now we only have a couple minutes um, before commercial break. Reese, can you talk a little bit about not fitting into the own box you created? Because I'm sure you've had that in your lifetime. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly certainly have, and, and right now running, uh, uh, you know, a school that has thirty staff. Um, and, you know, and I'm supposed to be both, uh, marketing and, and, uh, and, and doing live events and, uh, and then hiring and training staff and, and all. And, and, uh, you know, what I'd like to talk in the next section about is really creating a, a great business creates a culture, um, of unity where everybody sort of leans on each other, uh, and, and supports each other. And, and it's not built on sort of a top down, but, there isn't a person in the in the pool that isn't as important as anyone else because the low you know the weakest person in your link in your in your in your uh, business is 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 the business so 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 a great leader sort of sort of puts themselves in with their with their group and and enjoys that uh, rather than uh, the the typical corporate hierarchy on down and uh, and you'll find that you that you hire people very differently when you're not trying to protect your position but you're pr- trying to surround it with strong people 
Excellent, excellent. Uh, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about how to apply these life purpose profiles, not only to get the best out of your staff, to give the best service to your customers, to to do the best for you overall, but to really create some win-wins. And when you have win-wins, your business is easier. You struggle less. You have more success and productivity with less effort, which is really, really, really what we want to do. We want to have lives that we want to live. We don't want to create ourselves, especially in the corporate or the entrepreneurial arena, that box us in even tighter than the company we left. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more with Reese Thomas. We're going to talk about some of these characteristics that make us wonderful, but we're also going to talk about what happens when we get in what he calls defense and things are not so good more after the break This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. It's marching down Yesterday, I called my computer helpline because I felt an overwhelming need to be made to feel ignorant by someone much younger than me. Hey, I know a few things about computers. The term reboot actually originates from the Middle Ages when horses who stopped mid-stride required a reboot to the hoof to start again. A timinagi is another name for a device that saves you time and labor, such as a computer. Because my computer issue couldn't be resolved over the phone, they sent a bobby dazzler over to have a look. The technician informed me that it appeared my computer had been shaken or dropped, or as the Scottish say, misguggled. Whoops, did I mention I have a bit of a temper when things aren't working right? It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Taking care of Hey, 
Hey, guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio, and we are visiting with Reese Thomas, and he wrote a book about the five life purpose profiles. If you are a manager, if you're a sales manager, if you are uh, somebody who has a staff, if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking for your first hire, this is a really, really good business book to have. In my personal opinion, and I haven't been paid to endorse this, um, I think it's one of the best business books out today because of its simplicity. You don't have to memorize all these things. You don't need a chart. You don't need all these things to figure it out. You just learn the profiles. He named them so they make sense, and you apply them. And so all you really need to memorize is the the profile. There's five of them, so that's five things to remember. And then the pros and cons of each. Now, Reese, you talk about like being in defense. For me, in simplicity, I'm like the pros and the cons. This is the good thing about the person, or this is the person in their good state. This is the person in their bad state. Now, for me, I'm a um, what am I a character? What what is you have, it a char- you have a charismatic leader, and and you are and you have a really strong. Your charismatic leader is very versatile. Can do a lot of things uh, in the leadership way and creative and driven. But uh, but you also have a really high value and a, and a quality in there that we call the team player, where where you really know that that you're serving people in in your leadership. So you inspire people rather than just bring up a, a you know some new some new way of doing something. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, let's go to the negative because we're all positive, you know, hearts and flowers up until this point. Um, the charismatic leader, like me, mm-hmm. can be very effective. And I can be, you know, not to be obnoxious, but I can be obnoxious, but I can be charming. I can be helpful. I can be all these things to get my way as long as everything's in alignment with my master plan. Um you know, and my my ruling of the universe, uh, which is what I call my day planner. Uh but when things go wrong, when things are what you call in defense, or I call them my cons, or when I go into the negative, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. I can become tyrannical. I can be spoiled, petulant, and obnoxious. I can be micromanaging and controlling to the nth degree. You want to throw any other negatives in there, Reese? Uh, yeah, you don't, you know, you, 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 and you do all of those things because at some level you felt betrayed. The, oh. the care- the charismatic leader is their their big bugaboo is if they 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 trust you as long as you comply and when you don't comply you've betrayed them and that includes their boss you know their boss their boss says hey we're going to be doing this we're going to be doing that and this is how it's going to go and then the boss says well you know we're changing the plan and the charismatic leader says no 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 that was my plan that that's the plan that's and now i know and and, and then the and then the charismatic leader employee can actually uh, see the boss as the enemy and, and, you know, and, and then control information or plant seeds of, of discontent in the workforce, things like that. So they can, you know, when they are in their defense, um, they are very, they, they not only sabotage the people around them, but they sabotage themselves as well. Uh, because by the nature of who you are, uh, when you feel betrayed, you've lost your power. 
And what you're going to do now is you're going to either get even or, or get back, uh, get back to that person, or you're going to sort of pull back away and, and no, and, and no longer trust in an, a, an employee, uh, if they, if they've not done something you want them to do or, or, or employer. And, um, and it's, and the, Charismatic leader has a very difficult time coming back from that. So often, once once they're done with somebody, they're done, and and uh, and then and that's one of the reasons why charismatic leaders do. Uh, or let me say, charismatic leaders in defense uh, don't last at jobs more than three to four years before they need a change because they often burn bridges as they as they move through things in defense uh, because they tend to be volatile about feeling when they feel. Um, uh, betrayed, uh, they can, you know, they, they really get upset about that. The, the knowledgeable achiever, uh, when they're in defense, uh, you know, they're not as volatile, they're not as problematic, they're not as controlling and manipulative uh, as the charismatic leader, even though they're very strong. The people that are the, the achievers in the world are, uh, they get, they, they will feel like they, um, they are sort of disappointed in their performance. And so, and so when they're in defense, if you're an employer, if you're an employer and you're a knowledgeable achiever and you, and you know you're a knowledgeable achiever because, you know, every penny that goes by, the way the books are, everything's organized, you run a really tight business, um, you're a knowledgeable achiever. When you're in defense, what'll happen is, is that, um, is that no matter how well the staff does, you will always want more from them uh, or you will always just upgrade the expectation. The reason you do that is because that's exactly what you do with yourself. When you're in defense, uh, no matter how good you are at what you do, no matter how successful, no matter how much money you've made, you always, you know, you'll have like the moment of, oh, we, we're the number one, you know, we, we've, you know, we've made it to the 500 million mark or whatever happens to be in your business. Uh, and then you're like, yeah, we need to be at seven. That's, you know, we're already behind. We're literally at the, like the next day you come in, you know, and you'll be working for this and you're thinking, hey, we're going to get a nice vacation here. We're going to do this. And the next day you come in to work for that knowledgeable achiever and he'll say, you know what? I was wrong. We needed to be at 700 million and, and, uh, or whatever, or 700,000 or seven, 70,000, whatever, whatever your business is at. Uh, you know, that is the defense and that, and that person, uh, you know, needs to, you know, when, when they're, you know, we'll talk about how to get them out of defense, but the, uh, um, but basically, that's that is the, that self criticism and the criticism of staff uh, and pushing them harder than they are are ready to go is just what they do to themselves when they're in their internal uh, frame. And, and same thing with the charismatic leader. This charismatic leader knows that they're somehow here to rule the world and they don't know how to do it, and so they have betrayed themselves in a lot of ways when they don't step up and take their power. And so, so betrayal for them, the, uh, the, this feeling like I should have done better and I should have known and, and we should have, and, and this wasn't good enough. We have to push ourselves harder. That's the achiever. And then, and then if you've got somebody who's a team player running, either running a business or in the business, they are, they are constantly doing what we call people pleasing and, and being like a doormat. And so when they're in that place where there's no balance in their life, they literally will will do whatever anybody tells them to do. They can't say no, and they can't uh, and they can't uh, sort of uh, you know come into any kind of any kind of a balance. Uh, you know, in their, in their, in the, in the business world. And so they feel like, and they, and they act in very people pleasing kinds of ways and they're selfless and there's no, there's no fun anymore in them. They, they sort of get grumpy and resentful that they're doing all the work and nobody else is doing all the work. So those sound like people you, you know? 
Oh, yeah. They sound like me, like at different times of the day. I mean, (laughs) it's amazing how, you know, how simple it is. And, you know, when we know these things, Reese, we can really go in and turn things around. Like I will give a personal example. (laughs) I run a bunch of different events. I have a lot of things going on. And when I really sat down and thought like about my staff and about my teams for different, different um, like either jobs that I'm doing or charity events or different things I'm, I'm running, how identifying, you know, these people in defense or I don't know what the off- offense, whatever the, you know, like the pros and cons. Core, we call it their core. We call it their core quality, their core okay, stuff. Their core Pro quality class. versus their defense. I can look at people now and very quickly go, okay, this is this type of person. This is, okay, they're in defense right now. What can I do to move them out of defense? You know, if it's a, a leader, I need to help them feel more in control and empowered. If it's a you know, one of the emotional ones, you know, I can can listen to them, lend an ear, even for like two minutes, just go, well, what's wrong? What are you feeling? Something's going on here. I'm going to be honest, like most of the time I don't really care and I can't fix it and I'm not good with the emotional side of it. Like I will feel bad sometimes, but most of the time I'm like, okay, I'm just going to listen and smile and let them have their thing so that they can get back to work. I mean, I'm not trying to be awful. It's just kind of the way I'm made. But when I can see what somebody needs, maybe I'm not the most empathetic person in the world, but I can at least help a little bit. And a lot of times, like for example, with my big charity event, there are a couple... And I call them just my feelers. It's like, okay, my feelers are coming in. They're upset. They're this. They they let me talk and, you know, say what's wrong. And then they were like, the tablecloth's this and the, the flower arrangements aren't that. And, you know, they were so upset about these things. I let them vent so they could go back to work. And at the most basic level, understanding what my team needs allows me to get the best out of them. And then they can get the best out of themselves. And the byproduct is a, a, a smashing event. Absolutely, absolutely, and being able to communicate uh, and and help people, uh, you know, go into their go into their strength, and and for the you know for the knowledgeable achiever, uh, you know, showing them that what they're doing is making a really important impact, and 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 has been incredible, you know, show them the success that they have had already, and that uh, and that and that you know they're that that you know that they need to take a break every now and then and enjoy enjoy that that you know t- and. And actually help them have a party, a staff party, something like that, where they where they actually uh, can be honored for the hard work and the and and the and the discipline that they've done, uh, and for the and for the charismatic leader also, uh, like you said, you know, remind them that that people really love the way they lead. It's like they're they're you know they are an inspiration, and and uh, you know, and when they're when they don't trust another person, when they fall into that pattern of uh, you know of uh, of control. Um, they, you know, they they lose their they lose their the, you know the the motivation of the staff and and the uh, and showing them that that what it, and reminding them of what an important leader and important integral part of the business they are, whether they be the the you know the the owner or or not, uh, you know, is uh, is is what really brings them back and, and reminds them that yeah, that's my they're, they're, they've got a mission, and if you can get a hold of that mission and and kind of get a feel for what their mission is. Uh, that's huge. 
that really uh, changes uh, the way. So when you speak to the charismatic leader about their mission, you speak to their uh, to the knowledgeable achiever about their goals. You speak to the team player about how you know fantastic the team is working right now. Uh, these are all these are all the ways that you are uh, you know really bring everybody back into their back online. Well, and I loved what you said. I wrote it down because, you know, I used to think I was shining people on, you know, to give them what they need. And, you know, it was such a negative way to put it and almost insulting to myself. And you use the term go into their strength. So from now on, I'm going to take shining people on to I'm going to help people get back into their strength. So, so many things in your book, Reese, have given me the languaging to uh, be my personal best and to go into my own strength. Uh, the book we're talking about today is the five life purpose profiles you're going to want to get a copy of this book Reese Thomas is the author R-H-Y-S Thomas you can get it wherever books are sold easiest way is to go on Amazon or Barnes and Noble it's right there or discoveryourpurposebook.com now when we come back from the break we're going to talk about these life purpose profiles and how they really relate to each other and relate to us getting the best possible work out of ourselves and out of others is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. It's marching down the A Canadian man thought it would be a good idea to parachute into the city's annual rodeo, the Calvary Stampede, in order to advertise a cleaning products company. After purchasing a parachute, the only problem was how to get airborne in order to make the jump. So he bought a lawn chair and attached over 100 helium party balloons to provide the lift. Simple, right? Apparently he doesn't have hypsophobia. That's the fear of heights. He also carried a dart gun to shoot a few balloons in case he started floating too high. Unfortunately, he ended up more than a mile off course and had to jump in a field instead where police were waiting and arrested him for mischief. At least he proved himself an altitudinarian. That's a person who aspires to great heights. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Taking care of business every day. Taking 
Hey, guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio, and we're visiting today with Reese Thomas, the author of the five life purpose profiles, and we're relating them to business today because they really do help you um, get the best out of your employees, get the best out of your, your work teams, get the best out of your customers and your clients, and that's really important, as well as getting the best out of yourself. It really helps you understand who you are and why you do the things you do. One of the things Reese's book gave me as a manager and a leader was great peace of mind. Some of the things that I've been criticized for in the past that secretly I felt were really part of my gifts were painted in such a negative or pejorative light like, oh, I'm scatterbrained. Oh, I can't focus. Oh, I can't this or that or whatever. And it's like, you know what? Those are some of the actual strengths that make me really good at what I do. So the book is very validating, and and it gives you the words. Like before we went to commercial break, some of the things I would do as a manager, you know, staff have told me or managers have told me or my ex-husband has told me, well, you're just manipulating. You're just manipulating people. And I thought, well, maybe I'm just a manipulator. But then I realized that I am getting the best out of myself, getting the best out of my staff, getting up best out of people for a win-win, an all good, not, you know, a one-sided win. And Reese had the great terminology of I got people into their strength or I get myself into our strength. I get us all into our strength. That's a lot better than the terms of like your manipulator or it's manipulation or, you know, my words, shining people on. So, yeah, I mean, Reese, that's really important. And I want to thank you for that. Well, and and it's and and that's the difference between the profile system that I that I offer here and the other types of profiling systems. Um, you know, these aren't behavioral; these are these are core qualities. And and when you learn this language, you know, it, first of all, you know, as, as we're talking about business leaders here, managers, uh, or people running businesses wherever they wherever they are, um, when you learn about these profiles, you you open up a language that that you know in other in in other worlds, each of these each of these profiles literally have their own language when you can speak that language it's not manipulation to uh you know to motivate them uh you know for instance i am i have a little bit of charismatic leader in me i certainly like to be on the radio i like to talk i like to i like to lead my school and and that but uh but that's not my my highest strength and all my 25 years in martial arts uh really proved that that i could you know charismatic leaders really have my number they can kick my ass 17 ways to sunday um because they're they're just that much stronger and more and more aggressive than than I naturally am but uh, but to to then be able to talk to them and say uh, you know and and you can say manipulation to a charismatic leader and they don't think it's a dirty word you know if you say manipulation to a emotional intelligence specialist and say you know you're being kind of manipulative like that uh, the emotional intelligence specialist will be like oh my god I didn't mean to I'm so sorry or the team player you know and uh, whereas you when you say to a charismatic leader you know that was a pretty decent manipulation you had right there. You got the whole thing turned around. They'll nod and smile. They'll go, yeah, baby, that was me. And and when you are able to honor it, not in a bad way, not in a judgmental way, not in the way that they're afraid that they're going to be called out for this, but to actually say, I, you know, we need the person that can convince this person of what's best for them, not just not just not just manipulate them into something, but actually manipulate them out of a bad choice. And and that's and that is really what you want to be doing with with your staff and, and being able to talk to, uh, you know, your knowledgeable achievers and say and say, man, nobody knows what to do. And then you just call out their name and come over here. We, we are all lost in this. We need some kind 
kind of a structure here. And now you honor them every moment that there's an opportunity for you to let them shine or to what I call shine or show their greatness. You call out their greatness in them and say, of course, you are the one we're going to go to when we need this. And you're the one that we're going to go to when we need this. And you over here, you're going to be the, so, so when we need inspiration, we're going to go to the charismatic leader. When we need structure and organization, we're going to the knowledgeable achiever. That person then knows and feels their their value in the business rather than this is your job and everybody does their job and they think, well, everybody must have to do knowledgeable achiever stuff and everybody must have to do this. But but really knowing the difference is is essential for a leader and then encouraging that and showing them and saying, you know, when when we're really lost and we're really having, you know, it's like like, you know, a product didn't come in or we couldn't make the make the deadline and everybody's really down. We're going to go to this person, the emotional intelligence specialist person who's got the huge heart and we're going to ask that person what would you do and they may say hey we're gonna we're gonna get in the room we're gonna all meditate we're gonna just sit together we're gonna talk about things we need to talk this through and they will know how to move people in that way and and so each one of these qualities if you don't know them all you're doing is taking a job description and hoping that the person can fill it can do it and you don't really know how to keep them motivated to do that job if you know who they are you pick jobs that they you know they'll succeed at and you'll be able to remind them of how good they are at that, which other employers will often have never seen. And so one of the, one of the reasons my business is so successful is that, is that the very first weekend that students come into, into the program, we read their profiles and we tell them things about themselves that they thought they were the only ones that knew. And we not only tell them about it, but we say, that's what we love about you. This is, this is the quality within you that we love. Now you're telling them, not, and that's not uh, and that's and that's not shining them as you were saying. That's actually the truth because it is what you love about these people. The soft people you love their softness. The the, the caretaking people you love their caretaking. The creative people you love how they're just off in another planet thinking about something amazing. And and the the achiever people, God, you want to be around them because they are just they're just got everything together and and and, and organized. And the charismatic people, you just love that you have no idea what's coming out of them next. And it's but it's going to be something big and wild and inspiring. And never dull. And never dull. Never dull. The famous thing my dad always said to me. He goes, you know what, Sam? Being with you is never dull. And, (laughs) you know, and that's great because that was my dad. But to be validated in your book about what our value is as individuals and for some of us that are composites of multiple or more than one you know we're not we don't fit neatly into one little box it's really good to know that and it's really good to recognize like you know Reese one of the things that I found of particular value with your book um, is that when I come in up with another charismatic leader um, I can recognize that so there's less likelihood of us bumping into each other and when I structure things I can structure them so that we both have a chance to lead and we both can shine together and actually increase our power almost like like wonder twin powers activate um, that's a skill set that I picked up from applying the principles in your book yeah, absolutely. I mean, when two charismatic leaders get together, um, charismatic leaders by their nature make everybody else a team player, right? So I'm leading. I'm leading. You're following. So so learning how to uh, learning how to give a little bit at the beginning, so the other leader really feels like you've got their back. 
and then they will have no problem returning the favor. Uh, so understanding this this work where where you may try to dominate first, and that's always a bad idea with a charismatic leader. You actually go in, and you and you, since you already have a strong team player, uh, you know you are able to uh, you know to go in there and say, hey, this is great. We have the same we have the same mission. We can do this together. I, I'm I'm so behind what you're doing. I want to support you in any way I possibly can. Boom! All of a sudden, you are talking their language, and now, and now, then you tell them what your mission is, and, and if it and if it's congruent, you know that person then will feel like, wow, I, if, you know, they 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 understand the value of of the of the win win, uh, you know. But it's got to be a win for them. They have to feel like this is going to be a win for me. Then they go for the win win, and and so knowing how to do that as a as a leader, um, you know, you won't have problem. You won't getting in the piss, you won't get in the pissing match with other leaders. You'll be able to win them over to your side. Uh, and and get and both of you get the win-win out of it. That's well, and that's you know that's where we you know hark back to my kind of rule of thumb where you know when we're we're working either hiring somebody or working with somebody or co-leading with someone you know if I make a, a list in my head of like what I'm not good at what I don't want to do like what what doesn't serve me or what isn't worth my time or what I what I think somebody else can do better or I can't do that's where when I get into a leadership position and I have other leaders that we're working jointly like on a board of directors or on a you know a board for children's charities I have started identifying okay first of all I'm selfish so I'm like here's the things I don't want to do so I'm like okay what leader can take over in the things I don't want to do then I go what leader can take over the things I'm not good at you know things like that, all of a sudden I find leaders that can shine in these areas that I'm not good at, don't want to do, or whatever, and and we all elevate. And that's a very different modality than I've done in years past in coming into leadership positions. Absolutely. And and you don't you don't tell them that I'm giving you this job because I don't want to do it. You tell them that I'm giving you this job because you will be so much better than that than I am at this. And uh, and and that's and that is a you know the humble leader is the one who gets who who becomes the most powerful, uh, truly in the long run with with employees and and really empowers the employees because they do know that yeah I could probably do all these things myself maybe even better than the people that are doing these jobs but I can't do them all and so a motivated and and well trained uh, and uh, and well selected staff I, I truly believe you hire for character and skills are. Easy. If you hire the right character for the job, the right personality traits for the job, you can train them to do just about anything. Uh, but if you hire the wrong character for the job, even with the greatest skills and background, they are going to have a very difficult time succeeding and you will not be happy with that employee or your hire. Right, and then we're all dead in the water, you know, so there's a vested interest in getting the right members in the right positions on our teams, and you've had a way to simplify that, and, you know, in our next show, we're going to be on again next week, and for those of you that are looking for all these episodes, you can go to iTunes and type in Coach Talk Radio, you can go to toginet.com, look for Coach Talk Radio, you can also Google Sandra Beck Coach Talk Radio, and all this stuff will come up, and one last piece of advice before we end the show, Reese, is what you were talking about earlier. I want to encourage people as leaders, because that's all I can do, one leader to another, is to accept the concept of better. You know, we're so driven with best, 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 sometimes leveraging over to somebody what 
they can do better, even though your best might be better, let them do better because better often is good enough. We don't always have to be best in every arena and using somebody else's better instead of exhausting yourself always for your best is, is a really good technique that I've used over the years. Now, this is Coach Talk Radio. Our guest today is Reese Thomas. He's going to be back again next week. You're going to want to get a copy of his book, The Five Life Purpose Profiles, wherever books are sold. This is Sandra Beck and Coach Talk Radio. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck and Scott Frazier, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques from Coach Talk Radio.